I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. It is the kind of game players love to play in and coaches long to coach in. This Saturday in Salt Lake City, Utah, two nationally ranked foes, each 5-1 on the year, will have at it on the gridiron with a share of first place in the Pac-12 South Division on the line. When the 17th-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils of Coach Herm Edwards take on the number 13 Utes of Utah, the preseason pick to win the Pac-12 South in 2019. There's a 60% chance of rain showers late Saturday afternoon in Salt Lake City, but that should not dampen or diminish the intensity of this big football game. Tell you what, how about you get comfortable, get your favorite beverage, and join us for the next hour as we preview the ASU-Utah game and talk Sun Devil football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Arizona State football, men's basketball, and baseball, and it's my privilege to be your host for tonight's show. With me, as always, second-year ASU head football coach, Herm Edwards, and together Herm and I welcome you to the show, which originates live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU football season for All Aboard with Coach Herm, and stick around for great food and an ice-cold beverage. As always, we have no shortage of guests joining us on tonight's show. From the Sun Devils defensive unit, we have three members of ASU's linebacker group in the house, as senior Kalen Kirst-Thomas will visit, along with 2018 Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year, Merlin Robertson, and Merlin's fellow sophomore linebacker, Tyler Johnson. And also dropping by tonight will be the man that coaches those fellers, as Sun Devil linebackers coach and recruiting coordinator Antonio Pierce will join us. It should be a heck of a show. Reminder, this year we are airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, live on Facebook Live. For fans who can't join us down here at the restaurant, you can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Our show is formatted just like a football game in quarters, so without further ado, or a don't, let's begin the first quarter of tonight's broadcast. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. And that is my cue, as always, to welcome in my co-host, second-year Arizona State head football coach, Herm Edwards. Good to see you, Coach. How you been? Good to be back. Good to be back. I tell you what, uh, last night, I... I'm probably one of the few in Sun Devil Nation I haven't had a chance to catch the HBO 24-7 special on the Sun Devil football program that premiered last night. But I heard that that show was spectacular and uh, magnificently done. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. Uh, I have not and won't watch it, so what else is new? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't watch any of that stuff. Do you, is that no, right? No, I don't listen to it. I don't I don't watch stuff like that. No, no kidding. I don't listen to the radio when the season's going on. And, no, you you kind of get yourself in a vacuum, pretty much. Huh? Let's go football. Yeah, let's go play football. Yeah, that's, all, that's all. That's what I'm here to do, coach football. Go to Salt Lake City. But uh, your team uh, sure put a good end to that uh, show uh, on HBO with their uh, come from behind Lynn last week over Washington State. <laughs> well, it was it was fun to watch them. Um, here again, uh, toward the end of a football game, um, their calmness, uh, their ability to focus in on, on what needed to take place and it started with our defense, I thought. Um, we had bad field position. Uh, Washington 
had the ball right about on the 30-yard line mm-hmm. after a turn after a possession turnover. Yeah. And um, it was very critical that the defense held them to a, a field goal. And then from there, you know, we practiced on the two-minute all the time, and it was just a matter of uh, talking with Jaden and the guys and say, this is it. Mm-hmm. you got to end the game now. It's got to end now. And I don't want to kick a field goal. I don't want to go overtime. <laughs> Let's just try to score a touchdown. And he's done it before, too. And that certainly is a big part of the equation, isn't it? Well, it really is. And, and, it, and it's a team effort. Uh, you know, the quarterback's always going to get the credit uh, because he's the guy that plays with the ball. But mm-hmm. um, the big fourth and fourth down and two play uh, where we ran the football on the 45 was critical. Who uh, else are you going to give it to in that situation? you got to give it to Yeah, and you got to count your offensive line and knock some people off the ball and make a first down so the drive continues. So, there was a lot of guys that, that, that had to make plays in that moment, and we always talk about that. Uh, don't waste the ability and get caught up in the moment where you can't make a play, and you have to make a play when it's, when it's tight like that. And I think the more you feel that, uh, it becomes comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, it's not like, well, you know, it, it, it becomes normal. And, and, and for us, uh, we've played in a lot of tight football games since I've been here. <laughs> you know, you, when you think about it, these guys practice. It's become almost a 12-month-a-year game for college football players, and they do all that work every year just to have the chance to make a play in a game like that when a play uh, needs to be made. And you never know what play is the most important play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't signal it out. Now, sometimes in the course of a game, in a series of plays, you might say this one, but there's a lot of things that take place in a football game that allow you to put yourself in position to eventually maybe win. And I had a really good feeling about that sequence you talked about, holding them, that dynamic Washington State offense, to a field goal after a a shank punt gave them great field position to potentially go in and take a seven-point lead. Well, it was critical. And defense, uh, you know, at times when they needed to make stops, they were able to do that. Uh, We flipped the score. Obviously, in the second quarter, uh, we got off the field and, and, and got some possessions back and, and got ahead of them, and they took the lead again in the uh, in, in the third quarter, and then we were able to, to come back in the fourth quarter and, and score 14 points and only allowed him three. We talk a lot about your team's resilience. Where do you think that comes from? I just think it's, it's the culture that we're trying to develop um, where you don't panic, you don't get caught up in the uh, – the emotion of the game uh, because that that forces you to make bad decisions and I think the more they're around what we do every day in practice how we go about things um, as a staff how we handle those situations on the sideline are very important and and so I I think as they continue to as we continue to build this program um, that is going to be a big part of our DNA to be quite honest. I enjoy going out to practice uh, after practice each week to visit with your players, and uh, you pick up some good nuggets. Uh, and uh, one tidbit I picked up this week, Brandon Ayuk, who, by the way, is the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week, and why the heck not? Seven receptions, 196 yards, and three touchdowns in that game. But he was talking about the offense, and he described the Arizona State offense as a pick-your-poison offense. And I thought we saw a good example of that on Saturday because you basically have a three-headed monster between him, Jaden Daniels, and Eno Benjamin, three stars, and they all played like stars Saturday. Well, you make a great point, and if you look at our offense last year, it was three guys. It was Nikhil, and it was our quarterback. And the quarterback left, and Nikhil mm-hmm. left. And that was going to be the key coming back this year, who was going to be those other two guys. And uh, I think we found ourselves a quarterback. Uh, the runner is back, and Ayuk mm-hmm. was just kind of waiting in the wings. And 
lo and behold, he, he's kind of become the guy that we get the ball to and has the ability to make big plays. He started becoming that guy about this time last year. And, in fact, I think he had a 100-yard game in the Utah win here a year ago. Uh, he did. And, and, and I think the thing that you don't realize is that um, Jaden is a guy that, you know, he's going to spread the ball around. He's going to spread the wealth. And, and you know, Frank Darby's done a nice job. And, they're, 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 you know, mm-hmm. they're so Kyle Williams has done a nice job. The, the two freshman kids have, have done a nice job. So uh, I just think that it's an offense now that is, that is growing. Um, and, and eventually it'll be the quarterback's offense. It'll be his team. But, but still, there's there's a lot of work to be done here. There's, there's six games left. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just getting started of, of, of what we would like to try to become, mm-hmm. uh, you know, down the road. and. We're not there by any stretch of the imagination, but, but I think our effort, our competitive fire that we have as a football team is something to build on. Jaden Daniels, six more conference or national weekly awards this week, including for the third time this season being named the Pac-12 Freshman of the Week after his 363-yard passing day last week. That is the third most passing yards by an ASU freshman quarterback in the history of the program. He threw the three scores to Brandon Ayuk, but how about that run to win the ball game for you in the final 35 seconds of play? Yeah, it was funny. I called timeout and told him. I said, "Here's the deal." Now I said, "We're in, we're in, uh, we're in field goal range." I said, "I really prefer not to kick a field goal." He said, "I understand that, coach." I said, "Okay." And I said, "But you can't turn the ball over either now." And he said, "I understand." I understand that, that too. And I said, "I got one timeout, so you can throw the ball anywhere on the field." I said, "Just don't throw it to the other guy." And I go back to the sideline. Next time I, I turn around, and he's running, and I'm going, "What's he doing?" <laughs> and then he jumps, and I'm holding my breath. I said, "What are you doing?" And he scores right. And and to the credit of the defense and to the coaches, you know, when you score, everybody's going crazy. Uh, but we still got to play defense. Thirty four seconds. Yeah. I'm looking at the clock, and that's all I care about at that point. I'm looking at the clock. I'm going, oh boy. You know, they don't have any timeouts. I said, okay, we should be fine. You know, just keep them in bounds, and um, uh, we'll have a chance to win. Boy, oh boy, you did uh, just that. And the three touchdown passes to Brandon IU covered 40, 33, and then an 86-yard catch and run that was the eighth longest pass play in Sun Devil history. And and that's, I think, what we thought we might see from Brandon Ayuk, that ability for the yards after catch. He's one of the national leaders in that statistic uh, this week. Yeah, great runner after the catch. And when we recruit him uh, coming out of J.C., that's the one thing you watch when you watch him on tape, when he had the ball in his hand. He was very, very elusive. He knew how to run with the ball in his hand, you know. And, and, and that is stayed true uh, mm-hmm. when he first got here. And, and now all of a sudden he's he's become a guy that's gained a lot of confidence because he had a year under his belt, and now this is his last season here. And uh, he has kind of stepped up and made a lot of big plays for us. And then we can't forget the third member of the three-headed monster, of course, Eno Benjamin, 137 rushing yards. He averaged seven yards per carry. His 32-yard touchdown, Coach, reminded me of John Riggins' touchdown run in the Super Bowl. It was a fourth-and-one play. (laughs) The defense is selling out to stop the run, and once you get past the line of scrimmage, a running back in that situation is gone. Yeah, they were in zero coverage. They added eight guys into the box, and um, offensive line did a nice job of creating a crease there, and um, he hit it. And, you know, as soon as he hit it, you knew it because there's no safety in the middle. He said he's going to score. But yeah. uh, he's done a remarkable job. Um, you know, he had to stay very patient early in the season because of the offensive line and, uh, you know, all, all the changing parts up there. But, but all of a sudden, we've gotten a little bit better. Uh, we, we still got to – there's a lot of improvement still needs to be done. But 
we're starting to run the ball a little bit better, which is good. And your defense, obviously, when you play Washington State, it's almost a given. You're going to give up a lot of passing yards, but you did not allow a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And, and that's the, and that's the big one. Uh, the three points is the big one. And that that really kind of saved us there because they they were hot. I mean, the first half. <laughs> It didn't matter where they the first took quarter, over the ball either. I mean, the first quarter, I was like, oh, boy. You know, we're trying to play some zone and stuff. And I went over to Danny. I said, enough of this. <laughs> I said, just play cat coverage and let's take our medicine. And if we can't cover them, then we probably can't win. I said, but let's let's try to cover these guys. And to his credit and to the secondary's credit and, and the guys up front, the linebackers and everybody else, put enough pressure on the quarterback. Because then we can start rushing four and five guys mm-hmm. and then put the back in in, in man-to-man coverage and – and they did a nice job of covering those guys. I admired the the, the uh, effort you got from your heralded uh, newcomer Jack Jones, a cornerback. They 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 went after him a lot, <laughs> but he just kind of hung in there. He had 11 tackles, 10 solos, and he had a remarkable one game total of five pass breakups in that yeah. game. And when you think about him, you know he, he came into camp late, so he's really kind of going through spring ball and, and summer training camp. He didn't have all that. He missed almost a year of football. And so he's starting to get his legs underneath him, and he's going to be a good player for us. Now, all that sets up one heck of a football matchup this Saturday in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, when you go up against uh, the Utes of Utah, 5-1 and on the year, coached by Kyle Whittingham. And I'll tell you what, Coach, if you can run the ball and stop the run, you have a chance to beat any opponent you play. Utah, the number one rushing attack in the Pac-12, and the number two run defense in the country. Yeah, they're they're very well put together. Um, uh, a, a group with a lot of experience, a lot of experience. These guys have played together for a long time, and um, they take the personality of their coach. The coach is a tough guy, and they're a big physical football team on both sides of the football. Um, they, um, you know, they have a DNA about what they're going to do. Uh, they're not. There's no fair dodging now. This is a two chin strap game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to buckle them up and go to work. And it's going to be four quarters of, of really hard football. Um, but here again, you know, the more you understand this, and the more opportunities that are presented to you as a young football team, these are the, these are the growing stages you go through, and eventually. You want to be in this position a lot as a player. You really do. You want to be in the position of saying, hey, this is a big game. And when you become a really good football team, be quite honest. Every game's a big no, game. They're all big ones. Yeah. They're all big. And so this is just the process of what we're trying to go through. And, and you you learn a lot about your players. They learn a lot about their self and their teammates. So I like it this way, be quite honest. Uh, the next six games are big. They're very big for us, and we know it, and we'll see how we finish up. If you keep winning games, the next one just gets bigger, and then the next one gets bigger after that. No question about it. You know, every devil needs a time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. We have a lot more coming up on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're going big on tonight's show, literally and figuratively. Not one, not two, but three. Three player guests set to join us on this next segment. All of them members of the Sun Devil linebacking corps. Kalen Kirst-Thomas, Merlin Robertson, and Tyler Johnson are here, and you'll hear from them next. But first, let's take a timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. 
On game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS to get $5 off your first four rides. Pretty good deal. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. It's our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live each week. And now we've settled back into our Thursday evening slot at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Take this as your personal invitation to come on down and join us tonight and all season long. Great food and beverages. Uh, we got every uh, sports game going on right now. We got the Astros Yankees game for the NLCS. UCLA with a 21 to 10 lead at Stanford late in the first half of their game. That's on the tube here as well. But the biggest thing we have here, a whole bunch of great Sun Devil fans that join us each and every week, and they're here in force tonight. Come on down and join us at the Lodge for All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. I'm Tim Healy, welcoming you back to the show, and we introduce now our three, three player guests tonight, all of them members of the Sun Devil linebacker group, one senior, two sophomores. For the folks here in the restaurant, the fellow to my far right, which would be your left, I do believe, is a senior from Rancho Cucamonga, California. He's ASU's team leader this year with five tackles for loss. We welcome Kalen Curse thomas to the show. How are you, Kalen? I'm good, and you? Great to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming aboard. Thanks for having me. The next man to Kalen's left, which I'm all balled up. That'd be your right. I don't know, whatever. The guy in the middle here is a young man who in 2018 was the Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. He is the Sun Devil's second leading tackler this season. He's from Gardena, California. Say hi to linebacker Merlin Robertson. How are you, Merlin? Good. Thanks for coming aboard. Last but not least, a local product from Highland High School in Gilbert. This fella finished last or second on the team last year with uh, eight tackles for loss and four sacks. He's got three and a half tackles for loss and a sack already this year. Please welcome Tyler Johnson to the show. How are you, Tyler? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Kalen, you're the old guy in this group. Let's start with you. What was it like as a player, especially defensive player, to play in a game like that last week against Washington State? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of things went uh, our way at the end of the game, and then it turned out in our favor. You really have to buckle down defensively when you go up against a team that loves to throw the ball as many times as the Cougars do, don't you? What's it like from your perspective playing a team that passes so much? Uh, a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ball comes out fast, you know, so, you know, just turning and running and getting to the ball is just a lot, you know. But you got good cardio work in oh, that yeah, day, most huh? Definitely, most definitely. Merlin, what are some of your reflections of last week's game, and how was your team able to uh, get things turned around and pull it out at the end? Uh, basically, it was just, uh, you know, just staying uh, poised and everything, just, you know, running to the ball. You know, they passed a lot. So, uh, mainly, it was just uh, trying to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Now, you you had an interesting uh, assignment, didn't you, this week? Coach Gonzalez was telling the media about uh, the guy that you were uh, assigned to shadow in the Washington State offense. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah, the running back? Uh, yeah. I forgot his name. You know his name? Max Borgie, right? Number 21? Yeah. So what was your deal? You basically went wherever he did, huh? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, uh, I had a man uh, all game. Uh, basically just, you know, try to stop the run game uh, when they did run the ball. And uh, that little uh, bullet motion mm-hmm. screen whenever he ran, just, yeah. Kind of took him out of the game after a while. He only, I think he rushed like nine times for 31 yards in that game. Oh, yeah. So uh, you did your job, my friend. You did it well. Thank Tyler, you. you knew it was going to be a, a challenge getting pressure 
on a quarterback like uh, Anthony Gordon. But uh, give me your sense of how you felt the defense did, because in the fourth quarter, when you had to step up, you held them without a touchdown. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty tough throughout throughout the whole game. Um, you know, we had a specific personnel group in for that game specifically, and I think with what Coach G planned out for this game plan for for that game plan for that game, it was. Uh, it was it did it did us justice mm-hmm. um there were some times you know we shot ourselves in the foot you know not getting pressure or somebody you know ran the wrong stunt or um nobody was you know hustling mm-hmm. but we stuck to the game plan and we didn't quit on each other so that's what uh that's what kept us in the game and that's how we came out with the win what did you tyler learn about your team on saturday things that you're learning about your team week through week uh, week by week through this five and one start uh, we're not giving up. We don't quit. Um, that's one thing that I think stands out to me is that we don't we don't quit when you know adversity hits. We might get frustrated, but you know majority of the time we don't let it show. We you know go to the sideline. We you know get on the whiteboard. We come up with the next plan for the next drive, and we, we just stick to what coach says and keep going. And a lot of that I think stems from uh, the young man the Sun Devils have at quarterback, Kalen. Uh, what was the mood on the sidelines? when uh, Jaden and the offense uh, took the field with two and a half minutes left to go and you're down uh, by three? Uh, just to stay focused on what we were going to do. We knew we were going to have to go back on the field. So uh, the coaches did a good job of uh, keeping us focused and uh, preparing us for what we were going to do. From your perspective, Kalen, what are some of the things that make uh, Jaden Daniel such a special player? Um, just his poise. He's a really calm guy. I mean, he Anything that happens on the field, you come back to the sideline, it's a clean slate, and just uh, gets ready for to go, uh, to go back on the field. Merlin, you can probably identify with Jaden because uh, you were that guy on defense a year ago playing as a true freshman and uh, making quite an impact. What, uh, ha- what, is it, what are some of the things that impress you the most? You go up against Jaden in practice every day. What impresses you most about the kid? Uh, basically a lot because uh, that's a different position. Quarterback, you know, you got to worry about uh, getting hit. You got to know the coverages too, like on the defense and what you see. So, you know, uh, I'll give him a lot of uh, props because you know, that is a hard position. To, uh, How about you, Tyler? He's pretty unflappable, isn't he? Yeah, Jaden, he's very special. Um, he, he knows to read a de- he knows how to read a defense really well. Um, he picks out, you know, where pressure's coming from, and he adjusts really quick. And um, that's how our offense has been very successful uh, this season so far. Um Jaden, he like he keeps his poise. He doesn't he doesn't break. Um, I don't think there's one time that you know Jaden's had a bad drive and I've seen his face drop or anything. He he comes to the sideline and he's you know he's he's all smiles and he's ready to go back out and redeem himself. So with him keeping that kind of attitude, it's it really shows a lot about him. Merlin, you were nodding your head when Tyler said that. Uh, that's that's the thing that impresses everybody about Jaden, isn't it? Just that unflappable nature that he has. Is yeah. that is, is that that has to be uncommon for a kid that age, isn't it? Leaves you speechless, doesn't he, at times? That's for sure. The win over Washington State now sets up a big showdown, Kalen, on uh, Saturday in Salt Lake City against Utah. Both teams ranked in the top 20, both teams with really good defenses. What excites you most about this matchup coming up? Mm, Just how physical it's going to be. You know, they're a uh, hard-nosed team, and I I think we are a hard-nosed defense. So 
just to see how that's going to be. Is it? I have to imagine for a guy like you, Kalen, it's probably a lot more fun to play against an opponent that you know is going to be physical and willing to hit as opposed to going up against a team like Washington State that's chucking the ball all over the place. Most definitely, most definitely. How about you, Merlin? What uh, what strikes you most about the Utah team uh, that you've seen on tape so far? Uh, the same thing with Kalen, how physical uh, the team is, what the offense is, and uh, how they run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the running backs, uh, the downhill, the downhill runners and stuff. So. Zach Moss, he's uh, one of the top running backs in the Pac-12. In fact, I think the two best running backs, Tyler, in the league are going to go head-to-head on Saturday with Eno going against Zach Moss. Your thoughts about their guy? Uh, it's He's a hard runner. He is going to be, you know, like Merlin just said, they're a downhill team uh, in the run game. So there's going to be a lot of banging in the trenches this Saturday, and I can't wait. <laughs> That's the kind of game you want to play, isn't it? Of course, all day. Merlin, uh, last year, you guys were able to have success against them. You had a terrific game, as I recall, in that 38-20 to win over the Utes here. What do you me- remember most about that game when they played here down uh, la- or last November? Uh, I remember, uh, you know, when they came, uh, why are we the underdog? Yeah, they, they had won like four in a row yeah, going into that we were, game, we were, as I recall. Uh, yeah, coming in that game, we just, man, we gave the fight to them. You know, we came out uh, striking. Uh, I remember that pick, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had a, uh, <laughs> I missed an assignment. You know, I blew my assignment, but it, uh, I don't know. The ball came to you. Yeah, didn't the it? ball came to me, but it ran the wrong way. <laughs> But if he still made the play. Hey, what Merlin, to what degree, if any, does the, having beaten them here last year give you guys confidence as you go up to their place on Saturday? Can you repeat that? Uh, yeah. how, how Does the fact that you beat Utah at home last year give you confidence that you can go beat them at their place Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah. How yeah. about you, Tyler? What's your <laughs> thought on that? It's uh, – it's- it gives it brings a lot of confidence because you know we know a lot of their guys are returners so we know how they work we know how they you know they work well together um picking out you know throughout film picking out their you know the tendencies and seeing a lot of things that we saw last year and how we you know we beat them Mm -hmm. um we're going to see a lot more of that again this Saturday, so it's just a matter of being on top of our game. And, and I suppose the, the big difference, of course, a lot of the a lot of the names have changed, and of course they had a couple of guys go down with injuries last year. Tyler Hundley, their quarterback, and I think Zach Moss, the running back, got hurt in that game, didn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I think he went out with an ankle injury, but I'm not completely sure. No, he did, and I think uh, Huntley was lost for the season with a collarbone injury. Yeah. Kalen now... Tyler Huntley's in the midst of a great year. He hasn't thrown an interception all year. Their quarterback. What what do you see on tape from him, and how does he differ from the player you faced last year? Um, I think he just grew a little bit. I mean, he's more patient with the ball. He goes through some of his progressions. What is a good, what's it going to be like, uh, Tyler, as you go up against this beefy Utah offensive line? They're typically stout in both uh, sides of the line of scrimmage, and this, uh, this year's team looks to be no exception. Uh, it's... Like I said, I'm I'm always down there, banging with the old linemen. So I've I've seen all types of sizes. So it's not gonna it's not gonna phase me. Now the weather forecast calls for the possibility of cold weather and rain. Don't matter. What do you think, Tyler? Don't matter. You're an Arizona kid. You're gonna you're gonna be all right with that stuff. I'm gonna be perfectly fine with it. How about you, Merlin? Did you ever play in some uh, cold and rain in uh, SoCal? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think about uh, going up there and playing on Saturday? Oh uh, yeah, we'll be ready. How about you, Kalen? Yeah, I think we're ready. 
Sounds like a plan to me. Um, I want to find out. So a lot of folks may not know. Tyler Johnson has aspirations of uh, doing this someday, right? You want to get into broadcasting, maybe? Huh? Uh, if it's possible, uh, it's uh, one of the options down the road. If uh-huh. you know, plan A, plan B, plan C doesn't, you know. Plan A, I would imagine, would be playing on Sunday sometime. Huh? Of course, of course. Merlin, I think a lot of our fans know that uh, besides being a student and an athlete, Merlin is a dad. How's the little one doing, aren't you? Huh? Huh? Uh, good. Huh? Good, good. Are they? Yeah. Now, you have one or two? I got two. And tell us how old they are. Uh, my boy, he's two, and then my girl, she's one. Uh-huh. And they're doing good, huh? Yeah, they're doing good. There you go. Kalen, what are your post, uh, post-football plans? Just to keep playing as long as possible. Uh-huh. Yep. And let's hope it's uh, on Sundays next Almost year, my definitely. friend. These are three members of the Sun Devil linebacker corps. Kalen, Kirst Thomas, Merlin Robertson, Tyler Johnson. Let's hear it for him, folks. Fellas, thanks for joining us tonight. And good luck, uh, good luck against the Utes on Thank Saturday up you. in Salt Lake City. Thank you know, every devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Up next, we'll visit with Arizona State's linebackers coach and recruiting coordinator as Antonio Pierce will join us. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this break on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, we will be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for fans who couldn't join us tonight here at the Lodge. You can check out the live stream of the show at the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. And also new this season, fans, you can keep up with our esteemed ASU radio play-by-play broadcast team on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're live at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in downtown Tempe, Arizona. I'm Tim Healy, your host, thanking you for joining us tonight. This, for folks who listen regularly to our show, is the segment where we spotlight one of the members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State. And one of the most important members of that staff is with us tonight. He's in his second year as ASU's linebackers coach. Also serves as the Sun Devils recruiting coordinator and is doing a great job on both fronts. For four years, he was the head coach at Long Beach Poly High School in the Los Angeles area. We welcome Coach Antonio Pierce to the show. AP, always great to see you, my friend. Yes, sir. Always good to be here after a win, too, right? Oh, isn't that the truth? Isn't that better. The, makes the week better. Th- boy, that, that sure did bring a happy ending to that HBO hour of uh, ASU football uh, inside, didn't it? No, it did, especially watching it last night. You already knew what was kind of <laughs> building throughout the week. And then, you know, you watch the game and you're you're part of it and you're coaching. And, and, and these guys, to their credit, you know, when you had Merlin and Tyler and Kaylin up here, on that last drive, we were going over adjustments in case we had to get to you know overtime or go back on defense. And mm-hmm. I kept telling them, do not look up on the jumbotron. Don't look. Stay down. Stay focused. And they kept peeking up, peeking up. <laughs> and then I ain't going to lie, when the crowd roared, when Jaden jumped, we all jumped. It's all right. It's time to go. You know what I mean? It's over yeah. now. Now you got to play ball. Helicoptered his way into the end zone and yeah. into Sun Devil Lore with that touchdown for sure. Why don't you start by giving us your uh, – uh, the season's at its midway point now. Give us your midseason uh, report card on your linebacking group right now. I, th- I think we're doing good. You know, the goal is always to get those guys to be active. Uh, first and foremost, stop the run. Um, do their assignment, you know, and then rush the quarterback, right? And then last mm-hmm. year, you know, we had we had three freshmen along with Kalen Thomas, so all those guys playing, and now this year, you know, more expectations. And I think that's where we're trying to go is trying to live up to those ex- expectations and just doing our job. And, again, as a collective group, 
what we talk about is being the best linebacker unit, not just at Arizona State, mm-hmm. in the Pac-12, in the nation. And that's in every category, right? In every phase, scout teams, special teams, our starters, our backups. And they embrace that. You know, you see us, we're always rolling linebackers in situational football, third down, red zone, two minute, whatever it may be. They have a role, and they've embraced that. And the best thing about our group is that they're unselfish. They're unselfish. And again, a credit to Kalen Thompson, who last year, you know, boom, I'm, it's my turn, right? And then mm-hmm. some freshmen come in, they play, and he never wavered. He came in this year, and he's one of the leaders on the team statistically and one of the leaders on and off the field for our team. So what I'll say about our group overall, they've they've taken that next step, but there's more there, and they know it. You know, every week I always tell them, I challenge them uh, to be the best, to not leave any plays on the field and take advantage of every opportunity. And the cool thing is that they're going to get to develop together because, as you mentioned, Kalen is the only senior in the group. Talk, uh, you, and, you, and you talked about him, the importance that he's had in the group this year. No, it is. I mean, Kalen, look, he's a fifth-year senior. He's been here and done that. Um, and obviously he's done a great job as a big-time recruit coming out of California, waited his turn, and then kind of slipped by again. But then, like what you see now that's totally different about college football, when things don't go your way, you go to the portal, right? You transfer. Well, Kalen decided to do the opposite. He sat here, he battled, he went through spring ball, went through the offseason, took care of his body, took care of himself mentally, put himself in a position to do what he's doing this year. That calms down the rest of our guys. You know, Merlin's a 19-year-old kid. You know, mm-hmm. Tyler, 2021, Tyler Johnson, you know, and then the rest of our guys. We don't have a junior. You got freshmen, sophomores, no juniors, and Kalen Thompson. And one senior. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unique in that room because I think they all embrace it. And he embraces being a big brother, and it's great. And obviously, you can see the, the continuity that they have on and off the field. Now, Merlin and Darian Butler, who was on a show with us earlier this year, exploded onto the scene last year. Uh, Merlin, as we said, the Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. Darian was, he was your leading tackler. Darian was your number two tackler. Uh, Size up how they have progressed in year two. They've done well. I mean, we've moved the pieces around. Merlin, one week, can be at the mic. He can be on the left. He can be on the right. Same thing with Darian Butler. But not even that. They've taken that step now even on special teams. All those guys right there are on our punt team. Mm-hmm. And I told them that's the most critical play because they set the tone for the next series. Yeah. They've embraced that now. And each and every year they'll get better. Hopefully they don't kick off and they're going down there. Uh, the assessment, I would say, for the most part, you might not see the big plays from these guys. And, again, I think Merlin hit on it. I asked him last week, take out 21. Max he is a Borgie. factor in the game. Yep. We did that in the run game. And then every time he went out the backfield, if you go back and watch, one of our backers is running, chasing him, and hitting him. By the time the end of the game happened, he was running away from us. Mm-hmm. Not running his route. He didn't want to get hit no more. Right. He got tired of getting beat up. You know, and Merlin had three tackles. So everybody, where's Merlin Robinson? He took away their best threat out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Guy who's their fourth leading receiver. So unselfishly, sometimes you take away the stats to do something for the team, and that's what those guys are doing. And the thing you got to remember, Washington State, it's a weird deal. They very seldom run the ball. No. But when they do, they're really successful. And Max Borgie had been averaging almost eight yards per rush attempt on the season, and yet in this game, and a lot because of what Merlin did to him, nine carries, 31 yards. Well, you got to remember, we had six DBs out there. Mm-hmm. We had a little pencil neck DBs running around all day. <laughs> we had to stop the run with five guys up front, two yep. D linemen and three backers. And yep. credit to them because Washington State was not a small team up front. Big trees, we called them. Six, 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 seven guys, lumberjack type body types, and they were physical coming downhill. Even down on the red zone, Darren Butler had a great play where he shot the gap, and, and then they had to pass the next play. So when you can do that with five guys up front, 
that's that's impressive. You know, mm-hmm. that tells you the mentality of our guys and the physicality that they had up front. And Tyler Johnson, boy, it's great when he's in the lineup and healthy. He had some shoulder issues, but uh, he's starting to round into form, and he can get after the quarterback for yeah, you. Yeah, Tyler's man. a special guy, man. I love him. That's my guy. I tell him I love him once a day. I haven't told you today, Tyler, but I love you, bro. <laughs> Tyler just shaking his head there. I, I love Tyler, man. And, and, by the way, continuing to eat his dinner, but that's a good thing. No, but Tyler's a special, man. Look, how many guys walk around college football 6'4", 260, mm-hmm. uh, running the way Tyler runs, You know the agility that he had, the change of direction. And like he said, he sits here and he goes up against guards, tackles each and every time. We tell him to go in there and just go make a play, right? He's shooting gaps and he gets beat up, and, and that's the role that he has, but he embraces it. Mm-hmm. And you watch him in the fourth quarter, we're running stunts and games with him, and he's there chasing the quarterback, doing an excellent job of doing what he does. And again, here's a guy who started last year. Yep. He's not the starter. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not complaining. He's doing his job, right? Kalen's done a great job, and I told her, Kalen, hey, look, you deserved it, you've earned it, you're the starter. But the way it works out in our game, they all play. They're all happy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it don't matter if you get 10 snaps or 80 snaps. Make the most of your opportunity. That's what Coach Edwards' message has been to us the last few weeks. Make the most of your opportunity. And this group of backers have done that. And that's part of establishing the culture of a program, isn't it? 100%. Team. Yeah. Right? We had a big spill today about team. No individual. Don't matter about all the wars. I heard all this about Jaden and Iuke and Merlin Robinson. doesn't matter. Guess what? If we do what we need to do the next few weeks – that team's going to eat well. This little dinner we got here today, yeah, it's going to be a little bit better. going to be some steaks, some lobsters, some shrimp. You know what I mean? We're going to be in a nice <laughs> restaurant somewhere hopefully on January. But we got to handle our business up until that point. And you got to be unselfish. When you watch the great teams, they're unselfish. It ain't about stars. It's going to come. They'll get all their accolades at the end of the season. Yeah. Tell us about – you've got some other good players that uh, aren't, aren't here tonight, but uh, in the backup spots in your linebacker right. group that are going to be good players here, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you talked about Darian Butler, who's a team captain. Uh, I think he's third on team in tackles, did an ex- done an excellent job in the starter now. I think, what, 20 straight games. It's going to be impressive what he ends his career doing. But the other guys, to me, is, is, is critical. When you look at Case Hatch, a walk-on, went on a mission for two years, 21-year-old freshman, Leading our special teams on tackles. When you watch our kickoff, you watch 5-4 and you'll find the ball. Mm-hmm. He'll make a play. Kyle Soley, another guy who got a lot of burn last year. You'll see him. He'll get his 10 to 15 snaps a game on defense, but on special teams. A core guy. Had to bring my guy Elijah Wards back, who I recruited from Poly. He, he went to running back, got a little too uh, happy over there. Yeah. He wasn't, wasn't running the way we wanted to, so we brought him back in, linebacker. He's done an excellent job on special teams. And, again, you're talking about seven guys. You know, and, and Stanley Lambert, as he gets healthy, he'll be a part of that yeah. equation. There's about seven guys that are contributing all across the board on our team, special teams, defense, and obviously on scout team as well, giving us a look. Now, Danny Gonzalez, uh, your defensive coordinator, has maintained all along that uh, this defense is a long way from where he wants it to be, but he has steadfastly said in time we're going to be really good defensively. How do you see the progress of the overall unit coming along? Well, I mean, you're, you'll, you'll know that at the end of the season, right, when we kind of add up all the points and wins and see where we're at. But when you look at how we play, critical moments in the red zone and scoring defense, right, which is the most important. Not how many yards you give up. No matter if we gave up 1,000 yards to Washington State, as long as we score one more than them, right, you got an right. opportunity to win. But these guys, when it comes down to it, they, they tighten up. They play great jo- They do a great job in the red zone, great job in situational football. And in the fourth quarter, they rise up. They don't fold. They don't blink. They don't be like, oh, man, why us? Oh, who's on? They, don't, they don't worry about it. They just go about their business. So what you've seen last year, what you saw last year was a group of freshmen come in. 
couple older guys. Now you got those guys, a sophomore. You, you bring in a Jackie Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got a Caleb Will, uh, Kobe Williams there. Evan Fields has done an excellent job for us. DJ Davison has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in for Rennell Wren, who got drafted. So next man up mentality, right? It's kind of that, that pro model, right? Next man up. It doesn't matter. If somebody goes down, you better be ready to play. And that pro model is working. And uh, this Saturday, this is the kind of game, uh, as a player, you long to play in, wasn't it, AP? It is. And I told our backers that we had our defensive meeting. Tuesday where we presented to them what we want to do for Utah, and I got the run game, and I said, listen, we were all mad about this 2-3-6. Well, guess what? It's our time to strap up. I said, go down to Jerry in the training room, in the equipment room, get the screwdriver, tighten that bad boy up, go get your shoulder pads, tighten those bad boys up, because it's going to be that kind of game. Yeah. We're thumping. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. This is the kind of game that if you're a linebacker, you need to embrace. You're playing a downhill running back like they talked about in Moss. You're playing an offensive line that wants to punch you in the mouth. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. What, is, what do you think is about to happen? You think they're going to throw the ball 100 times? No, 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 no. Nope. It's going to be run. Both teams. Who's going to stop that team on third and one? Who's going to be the one that goes there and tackles consistently each and every play? For these linebackers, this is their opportunity. Last week was the DB world. 66 <laughs> passes. Yeah. This is linebacker world now. Yep. That's a, it's going to be a linebacker game on Saturday. Absolutely. Besides being the linebacker coach, AP is also the Sun Devils' outstanding recruiting coordinator. And just wanted to get a thought or two from you. How is the early season success impacting the way the Sun Devil message is being received on the recruiting trail, in your opinion? Well, I'll tell you what. When you win, everybody wants to come, right? They want to, we told coaches, talked to coaches the other day, and say, hey, the train's almost full, coach. train's getting full early now. No need you wait till January, February. Well, we're in October and we're full. We're getting there, you know. And obviously, that's a credit to our coaches going out there and recruiting on the road. Obviously, us attacking the state of California the way we've been attacking it, getting kids from Georgia, Arizona, uh, Florida. I mean, we got kids. It's crazy the amount of kids that we got that want to. Well, you'll see in a couple weeks when we play USC here, and you'll be like, whoa! You see who's who's mm-hmm. of the college world of a high school world here on our campus, and that's a tribute to these guys up front. You know, when you win. They're the, they're, the, they're the foundation of what we're doing. I can go out there and I can, I can preach, I can sell what we're doing, but if you're not putting that product on the field, nobody wants to come. Nobody wants to come to a losing program with no hope. But there's a lot of hope here, and we're doing it mm-hmm. at a fast rate, faster than what everybody thought. They thought we were going to be on that slow train. I mean, we're on that express, and we're rolling. Yep. You better get on. Absolutely. And when kids see that 29 freshmen are playing this year, they know when they're being recruited, if they show stuff where they can play, they're going to play. I mean, without a question. And we did it last year. You did a freshman quarterback. He's a 17-year-old left tackle playing right now. You see some wide receivers out there. I mean, you just look across our board, and it's scary at times. You're like, wow. <laughs> but then you watch them play, and they're just making plays. Yeah. Because they're not – they're not they're, the thought process. I'm not a freshman. They're talking about I'm a football player. You saw on the HBO last night, right? Ethan Long said we're not freshmen no more. Coach said we're not a freshman more. They believe that. Yeah. They're freshmen, but they don't believe it. You know. So that's the mentality because you treat everybody fairly. You don't treat everybody the same. You give everybody the opportunity to showcase their talent. And when you're a freshman or a senior, you make plays. You stay on the field. In my opinion, one of the greatest segments in the history of all aboard. AP, great job, buddy. Thanks for coming on. You got me on that train, brother. Great job. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Our thanks to Antonio Pierce for joining us tonight on All Aboard. Coach Edwards will rejoin me in a minute as we look ahead to Saturday's game with Utah. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. 
And we thank you for joining us tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light as we talk ASU Sun Devil football on this Thursday night. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Before we proceed with the show, I want to take a moment to offer uh, best wishes for a belated happy anniversary to two good friends and two great Sun Devil fans that are here with us tonight. Sherry and Kevin Brooks are here. They celebrated their 26th anniversary last night. They relocated from Orange County to the Valley just so they could be close enough to come to the show every Thursday night. Am I right? (laughs) All right. Congratulations, Kevin and Sherry. I gave them a restaurant recommendation. They loved it, so I think I'm golden with them for at least another 24 hours. As we conduct our own two-minute drill here, Herm, winding down tonight, uh, what an asset Antonio Pierce is to your staff, isn't he? We, we, we got an earful of that. You think he has some segment. energy or what? Man, oh, man. <laughs> I'd sign on the dotted line, huh? Yeah, and um, he's a tremendous, first of all, he's a tremendous husband and father. And uh, he's a really good friend. Uh, he was one. He was actually the first guy I hired. Mm-hmm. No one knows that. Um, I called him up as when I was in Bristol on my last day. I said, "Hey, guess what?" And he says, "I'm coming." And I said, "That's all I need to know." Wow. And, uh, so I'm, I'm glad he's here and he's been an asset to us, obviously um, on the field as a coach, but also when. And the, probably the most important thing you have to do as a college football coach is recruit. Yeah. And uh, AP has. Uh, a lot of energy. He has a lot of connections, and uh, you know he he understands these kids. He coached you know at Long Beach Poly, so mm-hmm. he understands that that LA situation. And when you look at it, if we can get kids out of LA and Arizona, we're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, indeed, no question about it. Let's look ahead uh, again to Saturday's game at Utah. I wanted to get your thoughts on the year Tyler Huntley, their quarterback, is having. One of four quarterbacks in the FBS without an interception this year. Doing a really good job of managing the, the, the game as far as when he throws, when he runs. Uh, he's not putting the ball in, in harm's way, you know, and, and all good quarterbacks have a sense of that. Uh, he has a terrific defense, and they run the football. And, and, and when you have that combination – you're going to win a lot of football games. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're a very, very well-coached football team and a tough football team. How about this? On Saturday, we're going to see uh, two quarterbacks, Tyler Hundley and Jaden Daniels. They've thrown a combined 307 passes in 2019. You know how many have been picked off? One. That's uh, that's remarkable, with one being a senior and the other a true freshman. Yeah, and um, he's, he, you know, he understands the offense, and uh, he was the quarterback last year. He got hurt against us, obviously, and now he's well. And he's gained some weight, too. He looks good. He, mm-hmm. He's, he's muscled up a little bit, and uh, he understands the offense and can do a lot of things with his feet as well. Yeah, even though they're the number two rated run defense in the nation, uh, your O-line coach, Dave Christensen, uh, I, v- I visited with him this week, and he talked about the importance of still trying to pound away established running lanes for your team. And he said this is going to be one of those games where a four-yard pickup is going to be a big play. Absolutely. He, he says it right. And when you play a team like this, yards are important, uh, as well as protecting the quarterback. We have to protect the quarterback. There's no doubt about that because um, they can rush. Uh, they hit the quarterback a lot. They don't have a lot of sacks. They have as many sacks as we have, but they hit the quarterback a lot. They make it very uncomfortable for the quarterback in the pocket. 
Yes, indeed. It's going to be a huge ball game this Saturday, a 3 o'clock kickoff at Rice-Eccles Stadium where they'll have their 61st consecutive sellout crowd on Saturday. And the Sun Devil Radio Network is going to have you covered for Saturday's game at Utah. Our coverage will begin at 1 o'clock Saturday with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, co-hosted by Jeff Munn and former ASU defensive back Jordan Simone. And then uh, Jordan and 1987 Rose Bowl MVP Jeff Van Raphorst will join me for the broadcast of the game, which will start at 3 o'clock. And that broadcast will come your way on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. It may be raining, it may be cold, but doggone it, we're going to show up and play, right, Herm? Oh, we're going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, we, but they don't cancel. It's not baseball. They don't no, cancel. We're going to play. You don't play a doubleheader yeah, no, on no, Sunday no, no, no. if they rain show this up. one out. I promise you, we're going to show go. up. Our thanks to our engineer producer, Sean Crespin, for his help on tonight's show. Thanks to a senior associate athletic director for football operations, Tim Cassidy. Thanks to Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network. And thanks to our great hosts at The Lodge and our great Sun Devil fans who join us every week. Herm, good luck this Saturday. Thank you, my friend. And we will see you next Thursday night for a preview of the UCLA game. Till then, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented by Mid First Bank.